Gambling ruins sports. We need a shorter track with a fade out. Yeah, so it's not just like a yeah. insane drop off. Yeah, yeah. Gambling, dude. What's the issue with it? Well, a lot. I'm Matt. I'm a CrossFit level three coach <laughs> here in California. Uh, also, a software engineer at a tech company that does speakers. And uh, I'm also a host at the Nobo Podcast. Uh, I'm Luke, uh, co-host of the Nobo Podcast, also CrossFit Level 3 trainer. Um, I don't know if I call myself a coach, if we're allowed or not. That's true. Um, i probably get fired. But I'd like to call myself a coach. Um, Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, I'm, I'm sales. I'm in sales, so... <laughs> So I nice got for you. Yeah, man. <laughs> the intros I like to make them. I think I think our awkwardness is like what makes them. Yeah, yeah I agree. <clears throat> What's new, man? How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. This fine, fine day. It's a little bit colder, which I like. Is it kind cold enough? Me... No, I kind of want to. I miss snow, dude. Yeah. Well, you know. I miss. Do you miss? So here's my thought. You miss snow and like somebody would counteract or counter argue with you right away that like, but you're going to miss the warmth. You're going to miss being outside all the time. Are you outside that much? Living in uh, California? I talked to Chris at the gym about this a lot. Oh, we weren't supposed to use names. Yeah. I talked to this gentleman at the <laughs> gym a lot about this. I need to get a setup going on outside so that I can work out there. Do you ever work from the porch at your house? No. No, I guess I mean, you're a little more tied. Possible, yeah, yeah. a little more tied to like. Yeah, there's like no way I can leave the three screens. It's it's just too hard. Yeah, I wish like I wish that the office would set up a work like a work outside area for us, but just would cost them too much money and issue. Yeah, you need a lot of stuff, don't you? Or mm -hmm. like, is the microphone optional? Uh, this is optional. Yeah. Like I have just a headset with a thing on it. I could use AirPods if I had to. I know some guys use that, like Apple headphones. Um, just depends. I mean, you, I could do my job from my laptop. Like if I was just set up correctly, I could just be like, cool. Here's my list of people I'm going to fucking rip and just go outside and just start calling people. Yeah. Uh, and like just once you learn your accounts inside and out, you kind of I could do that probably, to be honest. Like if I had to go work at a coffee shop, I could. Do people notice? like that you talk to when you're on the mic or not 
on this yeah yeah uh usually people don't say anything but a lot of times if i'm in meetings like the first thing everybody says i don't know if it's a joke is like wow you sound super crisp man or uh, <laughs> just shit like that i assume it makes a difference but i can't tell like if with 100%. the phone you know how anything across the phone line is always like not good yeah i mean when i called you on it before did it not sound crisp uh i don't know it caught me dude <laughs> 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 I'll do it again uh, one day this week. Um, but so what I, I, I think I was asking was, aside from the working outside, do you, aside from that, living in California, do you take advantage of any of the, the perks of living here? That'd be a no, dude. That'd be a no. Well, the only thing I take advantage of is just that it's nice all the time. But what's the, what do you take advantage of? That the fact, I guess, that it's always nice. So, like, you always have. You don't option. plan for the weather yeah, around okay. here. You're always yeah. like, "Yo, we're gonna play football on Saturday." Yeah, it's never <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like back home, yeah. PA, it was always like, "All right, we're gonna play football maybe on this Saturday." P pending, it says thirty percent rain right now. Yeah, <laughs> and then it was always like, "Ah, it's warm out. We're still gonna play in the rain. It doesn't matter." Um, I just think I don't take the advantage of the outside in California at all. The only thing we take advantage of here is like you just say, yeah, not having a plan. Like, all right, we're going to walk the dogs. We're going to do this. We're going to go here. I don't programming at the gym. There's yeah. no like ever yeah, any like huge. hesitation <laughs> on, okay, whether it's cold or not. It's never cold to the point where yeah. can't, people can't run in it. They <laughs> can pick and choose, go for it. I'm fine with it. But I don't have to worry about like PA again. I feel like, whoa, it's fucking 20 degrees today, 10 degrees today. It's icing outside. Definitely no running. I always think of the, about what John said, how the body adapts. Because <laughs> it is weird. It also adapts the wrong way, too. Like, What do you mean? Just like here in California, like uh, all our members, myself included, like on a day when it's 56 degrees, a morning when it's 56 degrees, everyone's like, oh, the barbells are freezing. Or I, yeah. I hold the pull-up bar. And I'm like, yeah, there's people in like Pennsylvania that hold the pull-up bar at like 39 degrees. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I used to make people go outside <laughs> in the freezing. Yeah. And, well, and we, and would then, ju we would just do pull-ups. Yeah. I mean, in Washington, Janice would be like, yeah, go hit 800. It'd be like yeah. raining. Yeah. You'd come back soaked. It'd be cold. Yeah. Like, cause Washington's just... got that like bone cold. Yeah. Well, that's freezing. But I was also just watching on an Instagram reel. Um, one of the CrossFit reps from our uh, L1 has that gym in her garage and she coaches like a bunch of ladies. And when it was downpouring, I'm sorry, downpouring rain, she had people doing farmer's carries in the rain still. Yeah. So, um, but I just don't think living in California is all that. <laughs> <laughs> Struggling, dude. What are the cons for you? Uh, I don't think there's any cons. I just believe that well, none of gotta us be in our cons. circle take advantage of the wet. The beach, for example. I think me and Trail went to the beach twice last year when Kendall still had her old job. So uh, on like certain weekends, me and Trail would go. And every time we got to the beach, fucking freezing. Uh, me and Ken, I think, went to the beach maybe twice same thing freezing um and i'm not saying that's the beach's fault i'm just saying it's like we just don't take advantage of it and i'd much rather go to well, a we lake. gotta dig in dude we gotta I, dig in a little bit <laughs> i'd much rather go to a lake the only time can but is that beach true is this that year true? i don't even know if i would yeah but, well, I think, well i'm just trying to think here big picture australia 
Thailand, you had no problem at the beach. Yeah, I agree. I went every single every single day. And I then set it back up. Is it just these beaches? Like, what if we lived in Laguna yeah, or Malibu? Maybe, maybe we would go. Uh, or SB. No, maybe SB. SB is more suburban. We went um, to the beach almost yeah, every day in the summer. Yeah. I think it's the other part behind it is just like life stuff. Like with my job, nine to five, basically. It's not nine to five, but yeah, it is. It's right. The example of it is nine to five. There's zero option for me to in the middle of the week go do that. Like I don't even on my drive home. I used to stop at the beach and like hang out for a second. Now it's like, oh, wow, I need to get home and I got to get to the gym and I got to then rinse, wash, repeat. Um, and I think part of that just comes with the, the speed here. Like nothing is nobody's fast. A lot of people will be like, oh, the East Coast is a much faster place. I agree. But I also think that do you where think we the, live, congested ass place. I'm going to diverge a little bit, but do you think the restaurant job stops people from growing up? Depends on the person, but yeah. I mean, growing up in like a sense of like when you use the word like adult, like you were an adult when you're working in the restaurant, but you weren't as structured. Yeah. And I wonder if that's because of the restaurant job, the varied schedule, the. You know, it's fucking 12 p.m. in the afternoon and you're you're not working. You're like, yeah, I guess I'll go walk the dogs in the park. Yeah. What about it's like it, becoming though? realistic, though? Now, like, are you going to take the dogs to the park during in the middle of the week? day? No, during your work week. Usually not. No. Yeah. It's just too yeah. much going on after yeah. work. You got the pile of chores. Yeah. I. This is hot. This is controversial. So, you know, you can stop me whenever you need to. OK, <laughs> I just think something like I love coaching and doing all that. And we always talk about it, but that definitely gets in the way, like hardcore in the way. Um, yeah. Like being able to not have to go to the gym and going and walking the dogs would be different. Again, living in California, it takes forever to get places like me and you in Washington, we would drive to rattlesnake and go walk that trail. Like after you were done work and after I was done going to the gym again, granted different lifestyle. I was in a restaurant and barely at that point yeah and but we still did it and i'm just curious if it was just like it is so difficult to get around here in my opinion like we go to la it's only 60 miles takes you two hours to get there <laughs> only <laughs> yeah philly was like what was it like 30 20, 25 oh, miles and it would take you about an miles. hour but yeah, that's just because yeah. you went through suburb roads and it was never now it never takes an hour first of all unless you hit rush hour and you're an idiot for going during the to get to like peak. south street yeah it does not take an hour yeah, it's been a while so i can't say yeah it does not take an hour <laughs> on bad traffic days i want to say 45 minutes sometimes on no traffic days, you can get from Vince's house to the city in, uh, I, I want to say, 35 minutes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. But I just think the lifestyle here, you know, I just don't think we're taking advantage of what California has to offer. And I'd like to propose. I would agree with you, but we got to dig in, dude. We can't just say that at face value. <laughs> Chaff, you're all wondering why well, I keep looking back. Me, Kendall's back there and she's... Not liking it, but she'll be open to it. Like, for example, let's say we didn't coach or even work <laughs> out anymore. How long do you think walking the dogs would last? Uh, with what? Moving like, somewhere let's else? Let's say like you broke your leg, couldn't coach, mm -hmm. couldn't work out. 
Mm-hmm. Or sorry, you broke your arm. Something, something like that. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think you'd fill that time with? I think I would still do it. I would still do all the <laughs> all the same mundane stuff. Like all I, right, a pipe I, blew at the gym. The gym's gone. Oh, okay. All right, easy. Good question. I would still work out. Not there, but I would do something. Um, okay. We would do something. I'd buy a barbell. I'd buy like if I had to do something at home, we'd build a pull up bar. And I would open the fucking garage door. I'd park somewhere else. We'd throw a couple mats down, and I or we would do it at your house. We would still work out every day. I guarantee it. Okay. Uh, coaching wise, I think we would both be like, all right, well, I have time to now focus on myself. I think we're all at the age where, like, we used to talk about Gary Vee a lot, right? And like the guy, he he now just sounds like a broken record to us. But the thing I respect about him is he has a very stern opinion and he's going to stick with it. He doesn't, he has not strayed away in the last 10 years, maybe even more on his beliefs. And it's like between the ages of 18 and 40, you still have time to figure things out versus like, I think the world we're in right now is we like, definitely for myself, I start to believe like, I need to figure this out now. I need to know what I'm doing and I need to do this. And it's like, my job is so annoying. It's stressful. It tires me out. It makes me anxious. It makes me depressed. And it's like, you're figuring it out, dude. Like figure out what you're doing now. And like, when I honestly will like sometimes listen to some of his old podcasts to just like bring me back to be like, okay, you're just figuring this out. Like it does suck. How do you make it better? And my point there is bring it back. We would have a lot more time to focus on yourself and like that look like for you for me yeah i think i would find i think with me i would find things that i want to do and i think it's the same thing for you like rewind before different hobby yeah that's what i was just gonna say like rewind before the gym you were coffee roasting yeah like or i just made the joke with you before we started this thing like that was during the gym (laughs) yeah but it's like now it's way more invested. Like before that was when uh, you weren't the owner, right? Yeah. And then, you know, I'm going to share my screen. Okay. <clears throat> share my screen. I know the gym window. Sorry, I'm a little bit new at this stuff. Okay. <laughs> we need a tech guy. We're still hiring, okay. by the way. So imagine we add this property right here. Okay. We'll just pull up this. We're on Zillow right now. Chat. Right. This piece. Ones. Imagine we had this piece of property. Okay. We're looking at a giant square of just green grass. There's some mountains in the background. Right here where my uh, hand is. That is, uh, I can make this the whole screen. Yes, sir. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. So that's the house. But this is all the field. So imagine we're here, right? I'll show you a couple things more. Look at that beautiful house. Guys, don't even start, dude. You had a job. You were this chief operating officer. So anyway, this house, we would come up with a new hobby to do all the time. I think. So we're looking at a picture for those listening. The mountains are covered in snow in the background. And in front of it is this little farm sitting on some green pastures. Yeah, beautiful house. Now, close your eyes and think of, like, envision what the hell is that. (laughs) That's the support. I love Trill. Trill would love this because this would, like. fits her vibe. Yeah, this fits her vibe. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I like what you were doing there. Keep explaining, like, you know, what you see here. Like, describe this house in detail. It's a little chic, but, you know, the kitchen's nice. Uh, got good overhead lighting. Very Every window, you're looking out into fields. There's no neighbor dilapidated house next door. 
Yeah. Um, Gaz is a designer. Gaz, there's one thing I have concern about this that looks photoshopped. All these, all these window picks don't look legit. Does it? I thought so. I mean, given where the house is. Unless it's just like, yeah. So maybe they're just like doing that edit where they like uh, the Lumians goes all the way up or some shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do the HDR a lot. I mean, yeah, look at that's that, right, yeah. though. The outside's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, the house is beautiful. If you didn't want that and you wanted to spend a little bit more Luke's showing us a $7 million house now. Chad. This one's a little <laughs> bit more expensive. <laughs> Wait, what was the one you just showed me? That was only four mil. Uh, only four mil? There's four of us. We split it four ways. <laughs> oh, okay. Mil, mil each. Yeah, mil, seven bedrooms? You mean you can't share a house with me? <laughs> I can. Ken Kendall? Think, yeah, Ken could, 100%. Me, yeah. Trill, and her were talking about it the other day. She Moving ripped back you in. away from us last time. Look at this. This would be my bathroom. Beautiful. So people listening again, it's got like a, a eight-inch thick piece of live-edge wood, and that, that's where the bathroom sink sits. Beautiful toilet. The, look at the laundry room. <laughs> I mean, me and Ken are in a closet right now compared to this trail you would love that no, let's, let's look at your back. workspace right here. here so this is where you come in i'm going to pour you a glass of whiskey you're going to sit out we're going to walk out under the deck and just shoot <laughs> the shit about what i was going to say the new hobby would be imagine we had this i know us i know exactly what we would start doing we would like there's so many things we could do like right the fish tanks are a hobby right now and i think those would be something we continue because now we're becoming like mastery at them like what if we started making beef tallow products and this is like the perfect opportunity or like all of our jobs are, are remote. Ken's not, but mine will be at some point. Yours is Trills is. And like all these companies are like, if they're not, you can go somewhere else and work remote. If that was something that you had to do in your life. But a lot of them are very flexible. Like, okay, if you're moving, this is going to make you a better person in life. Go for it. Like, do you think that's the cure though? No, I'm not saying there's a cure. So. I and think I'm not saying here's what I think is the issue. actual issue, though. Let's hear it. It's your job. Why is that? Hmm? Why is that? You just have to identify, like, does the house bring you unhappiness? The house? I know you pretty well. And like, I've seen you live in a bunch of situations. You never seem to really care about. Yeah, I don't think you are. I don't You've think it's that like what... a tiny closet in the Vince house. Yeah, what <laughs> does stress me out? The houses don't. Would this be awesome? This would be beautiful. This would be awesome. And I would love it. I think for me, I agree with you. Like if you pulled a house up that any of these houses and you pulled it up in a different state, I probably would be like, yeah, that's sick. Like if you pulled up a house in the middle of PA, for example, like everybody listening, who's all of our friends in PA would be like, yeah, they're moving guys. They'll start telling the whole family text messages flying. <laughs> what if I pulled up one in Yosemite though? <laughs> yeah, we probably move. So, but then there's more pieces to it. Now that we'll call it the adult job. But, and but no, hold on, stay on the house and I get my W2 and I'm like, wow, look at that. Packs. <laughs> hold on, stay on the house thought for me one second. Yeah. So I, I, would, I don't think it's the house per se, but I will say that maybe you do get happiness from the location. So if it's like the typical Oxnard suburb, you're not down with that. You want to be able to walk the dogs and like not have to worry about cars every three seconds. Yeah, 100%. Or random like homeless people. Yeah, I would agree. And, that, and maybe not the homeless people. I think it's just more of like the opportunity maybe of like there is more for us to do it, more of a freedom. Like what I really enjoyed about PA, and I know you we just talked about not being like able to walk the dogs with my with my current job and stuff. Um, I think 
if I was in an area and it could be Santa Barbara, for example, like I think if we lived in Santa Barbara and let's remove the gym, say the gym wasn't in my life. We're not talking about your life, my life. Is that appropriate to say? Yeah, I think even you, right? No, even you, (laughs) even if the gym, if the gym, because if we were all living together, this is like most likely what would happen. If we didn't have the gym, we would all work. Our schedules are me and you at least are the same. We start work at six. We end at about three. Some days are a little bit longer. Some days are a little bit shorter. Just depends on like really if everything's getting done. I think if we didn't have the gym, we would work out. And I think in the summertime, we would probably go, if we were in Santa Barbara, we'd probably walk the dogs every other day at something. I think we would go to, like me and you used to go on a hike three times to four times a week after you were done work in Santa Barbara. Yeah, I don't think we would do I don't think we would do hikes, but I think we would like Jesusitas is not a hike. Yeah, I think me and you would be like a hobby would be like getting into rucking. We would be like, all right, well, we got these expensive ass rucksacks. Let's go walk the dogs in the neighborhood, but ruck. Let's do this. Let's do that. And remember the days we used to walk in Santa Barbara dead quiet at night, like one car, maybe pitch black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. I don't think there's an area. <laughs> in this where in this vicinity that we live that we would get like that maybe like yeah. back in like the the Sadikoi side or if that's i don't even know i mean i can't tell you how frustrated i get i know it's not right for me but like i hate when Tro and i take code on the mm-hmm. i'm on the skateboard she rides a bike and it's just like car 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 on the sidewalk i'm hitting yeah. berries i'm back on the street then i have to get back on the sidewalk because yeah. there's always a car yeah there's people yeah i mean yes i know i'm one of those people that are out there too but it's like yeah (laughs) i'm coming from a place like back in pennsylvania where we kind of lived like it was suburb but it was like borderline i mean it was not the suburb you would see here it was like borderline country yeah but but you could get to wherever you needed immediately so that's where i like i think in my head and again i don't know anything about it never been there but like bozeman for example I'm, I'm assuming in the city, like one of the things I would look up right away would be like, okay, what's my lifestyle? I like to wear Lululemon. Is there a Lululemon in Bozeman? Cool. If there's a Lulu, there's probably other things or like food wise, like the way our lifestyle is a place like that, or I don't know about Colorado, but something similar would be like, okay, you get meat a lot cheaper. You don't have to buy Costco meat for $5 a pound. You can get meat for probably $2 a pound or raw milk for three dollars a gallon not 15 like that's the difference for me like those are little things but doesn't that root back to your job why is that let's say you were like chief you were like vp of sales (laughs) yeah (laughs) like making a million plus years what you're saying yeah where like you're not gonna yeah you'll get a fucking cow delivered to your house every year. yeah you don't yeah okay so okay remove then money remove money from it i just showed you a five million dollar house it's like could we afford that or would we want to no but we you could keep money in the equation but it's like what kind of job are you gonna want to do like i because i'm what i'm trying to say is like uh even if you made a million dollars, let's say you made a million dollars as a sales guy. Do you think your life would be any better? No, I don't think so. I think my like you still, more money, you still have quotas. Dress comes in play. Yeah. You still got to work eight hours. Like, yeah. do you think you'll be any happier? No, I don't think yeah. so. But maybe it would push the needle. I don't even actually know. Remove all of that. I think it just like helps create some sort of 
happiness for me in the sense of like, this is something new, <laughs> something to explore. And like three years in, I think I'm okay to be like, oh, let's, let's move again. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I could definitely see you not <clears throat> sticking somewhere. Yeah, but I think that's where, because I've run into this, your significant other is going to be like, I don't feel like moving all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. I just think from a lot of things like PA, the chickens, like I loved having those. But again, we were in a suburb where it was like we had a rooster and it was like, we got to get rid of this thing before we get in trouble. Somewhere like that would be like, you think somebody hears it? Make sure the coyotes don't get it. <laughs> Gaza's saying that he would do whatever job you want for Millie. I, I agree with you, Gaz. And Matt, I know if you had a meal and like money wasn't a thing, like all of us would be like stressed. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know if I agree that money brings happiness, but if you have money is not an issue, like dog gets sick and going to the vet, it costs $20,000. Okay. Save my dog. Yeah, versus yeah. But like I still a lot think of, of it like now, this though, like, dude. Like literally if last week was the same exact week for you, mm -hmm. but your paycheck was, I don't well, know, $20,000 they gave okay. you at the end of the week. Like, right. do you think you're going to be during that week? You think you're going to be just as stressed, just as unhappy, just as freaking out about yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I agree. I don't think uh, moving somewhere has anything to do with any of that at all. Right, right. What I'm going after though is like, because the whole reason you want to move is to be happier. Um, But is the job the thing that's just going to be in the way no matter what you do? Potentially, and but that's I don't, what I'm struggling with as a 30 year old. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. And I think that's the Gary V thing, right? We're constantly trying to figure it out. So I don't want to, uh, we could divert from it. You know, we've been talking about Montana for long enough. Um, it's one of my goals to go visit it at least and, you know, sell it to you guys. So we'll all go as a fam <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, be the biggest salesman I can. I've been learning a lot more to like be really pushy. Like now I talk to people and I'm like, I'm salesy at this point and it makes me laugh because it like used to make me like throw up but now it's just part of the job like I have to do it to be successful um, and nobody says anything but so I'm going to sell it to you guys um, you Trill Ken we'll we'll, uh, we'll do that one day um, but that's what I was saying about the Gary V thing it's like you're still figuring it out and what is wrong with that yeah nothing nothing right like do you feel you're still trying to figure out what you want to do with your life in regard to like everything we just talked about. Like, what, are your, actually, what are your thoughts on it? What, are your opinions? what do you feel? Huh? What do you feel? I like with feel your like job. I keep going back to the same thing of like, I don't want to work for somebody. Yeah. I think and that's kind of the root, the crux of it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. Um, so would you moving to, again, let's just say a different area, maybe a suburb in Santa Barbara or somewhere in, like that, or hypothetically, let's just speak hypothetically, remove everything from your life. And you have no ties. You don't own a house. You don't have the gym, any of that stuff. Could we, could you see yourself living somewhere else? Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is not what I had envisioned for myself. Yeah. And I why? like the house. I like to work on it. I think this is a great house. It's got good bones. 
but there's only so much you can do with it. At the end of the day, I'm going to have a neighbor that's literally five feet to this side, five feet to this side, and 20 feet this way. Yeah. And all that separates us is a fence. And, and like, us growing up, that's a completely different lifestyle. Yeah. And like street parking is like a big thing here. Yeah. No one uses their garage. They fill their driveways with RVs and broken down cars. Yeah. Like PA, how many people parked on the street? <laughs> uh, Vince's house was the only one in our neighborhood because in the suburb, I mean, too. Like, yeah, yeah obviously in Phoenixville downtown, like that's where yeah. you park. You yeah, but like your point to the suburb, yeah, nobody. It was yeah. like in Vince's neighborhood, it was like Vince because Maggie had four cars at the time. And, <laughs> and then like all the gym stuff was in the garage, but it was usually just one car. And then like the neighbors across the street would because they had a lot of cars. And that's about it. Like you walk up and down that street, very, very, very few cars. But Trill and I have moved like five times. Yeah. And I, I'll say it hasn't solved anything. I mean, I agree. I don't happiness. Yeah. Chris parked in Vince's <laughs> yard before. What up, home dog? Chris, like you're the type of person as well. He's in the restaurant world, right? No, I'm sharing. And I think he would hands down thrive moving. I don't think Chris ever would want to. But I think if Chris, if we put you in the middle of Montana or Colorado, like the dude would thrive. He would pick up like he'd probably be a bow and air hunter. He'd probably go like for a, I don't know. He probably just would do crazy shit. I can just foresee that happening. Yeah. Um, and I think everybody could experience that stuff. Right. Yeah, for sure. Like lifers. Do you think? like somebody like i'd love to speak to shoot the shit of somebody that's a lifer i need somebody to hop in here um and talk or share their ideas on somebody who's lived in a neighborhood for vince has lived on the same street his entire life right yeah so you're saying like a real homebody get a yeah, true like, homebody on here yeah like we need to i want somebody else's opinion and vince is always skewed like everybody before yeah, he gets in here he'll tell you oh yeah yeah <laughs> he'll move immediately that's amazing where are we going but i don't think there's anything wrong with that because gazzo get on here dude we know yeah, you're Gaz a homebody, is a homebody. <laughs> get you guys were friends for, one. <laughs> for how many years and he never you guys never even hung out <laughs> yeah that's also true because he's a homebody yeah. but who else? Is Chet a homebody? Any friends that you have that's a homebody? Chet. I think about my friend. Um, are we doing names? Like, can I share names? So it's up to you if you how well you know that friend. Uh, if I were to share one of my friends moved to Colorado. And, like, he, he bounced around. He was in PA. Then he was in the Carolinas. Now he's in Colorado. And it's, like, fucking found himself, in my opinion. Like, his true self. I'm, I haven't, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah chris you're fucked up dude chris says he may or may not have joined a militia recently my guess your boy is on lunch break from the l1 jamie trainer has <laughs> joined he's at the l1 right now um <laughs> but we got to get a homebody on here matt shoot this link to vince on a text if you have it on your okay. phone yeah, that's the only homebody i can think of that potentially will even answer um Anybody else in the chat know of anybody that wants to get in here? I just need their opinion on something. Anybody on Instagram, hop in here. Uh, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the homebody. We're trying to explore. I'd love to like, challenge and ask some discovery questions here. And just challenge your thoughts and like... Yeah, don't be shy, people. The link's out there. Throw it in your show. horizons. How long have we been talking about this? Fucking the oh, whole wow. show. <laughs> Derail everything. I don't even know how we got here. I had yeah. some other things to talk about, but this is good. 
I think it, uh, you know, if anything, it'll help you a little bit because I'm worried, dude. About what? I just think you're trying to chase solutions that aren't going to fix it. <laughs> what do you mean? You're just going to spend a lot of energy. Doing what? Like moving. It's a lot of energy to move. So you're staying in California forever? Nah, nah. But I want to like do a solid move. Yeah, I didn't say that. Who said I was moving tomorrow? I'm just, I said to you, we're going <laughs> to go explore. Got to go sell it to you guys. I got to show you different cities in the different country or in the different states. Um, and kind of dig into all that. Like, I got to go see Colorado, see what that looks like. Maybe you got to go to Northern California and see what that looks like. Uh, I got to go to Montana and see what that looks like. I also... Well, my opposition with California is the money. Yeah. We don't make a million dollars and they do take a lot from us. Yeah, they take... I mean, I, like I said, I got my W-2 and a lot of fucking money was taken to taxes. A like, lot. for Cali, it's like, is the taxing... And all the other fucking things that are expensive here worth the beach or the mountains. Like that's no. where I'm like, no, I don't know. It's so. not. That's <laughs> why I was saying we don't take advantage of it. And it's like, yeah, for example, we'll just harp on the Montana thing for a second. Go. If you love that stuff, go to a lake and fucking get a boat and like be near the water all summer. Um, we live in California. It's been raining. Aside from that, though, if it was sunny, I would still be pale like I am right now. Like, I don't get outside enough. <laughs> Chris wants to know, did you did all your fish die or why are you selling all of your shit? Nah, I just upgraded the tank to a bigger one, Chris. So I'm getting rid of all <laughs> the stuff that was on the small, the peewee tank. Um, and then 130 is, gallons, Chris. This is where I'll reside for now and just stick with this tank. For that the, thing the blows. Ken's house is flooded. Yeah, that's <laughs> also sorry, true. We had an earthquake of 4.7 the other day. Um, I didn't even feel it. I didn't either, but I was like normally in the path. Remember that one we had? And I was like fucking freaking out. That was on the yeah. old stand. This one, I'm like, if it falls, like that thing was fucking going to fuck more shit up than just the fish tank. Um, Trainer wants Instagram. to know why yeah. aren't you boys seminar staff? I think that's a good segue. I've uh, applied for seminar staff several times. Never even got an email back. So I was into the idea very slightly, but I'm not into it anymore. Yeah. Well, just because like coaching, coaching at that methodology, I, uh, I, I have it, no problem doing it. I, I think like it's, it. it's definitely a good thing because you're coaching coaches, which you'll reach more people and influence more people. But yeah, like the format, there's just, in my opinion, you could make, I just don't like that. It hasn't changed in 12 years, their system. And it's like, to me, that's like, well, I mean, that's saying like there's no better way to do things then. Like if something like literally when Greg like it's not like the Bible, like Greg wrote this and it was like the perfect way, and there's no other way to do do mm -hmm. things. Well, okay. So yeah, you're saying all of the people that are currently running CrossFit now are harping on essentially what we used to defend. Like if something doesn't work, CrossFit would change it. They don't do that anymore. Well, the L1's great, but I just I'm, I guess I'm more at the, after the L2. So like the L3, one was a test update type of deal or? No, just like the why is that a thing? The methodology, not of CrossFit, but of coaching. Mm -hmm. The CrossFit way is 12, what is it? 20 years old almost. Mm -hmm. And like if you go and to Bird Box way. or something like that, like he's a little bit more dynamic and a little more flexible. And it's like, I think that was the beauty of the beginning days of CrossFit was like each box had its own kind of vibe its own kind of coaching style uh and they're really trying to push that everything is like more standardized mm -hmm. and and every, i yeah, and i don't i don't know if i agree for the many years that we've been doing this that 
that that's necessarily going to provide a good experience for everybody in your gym. And if you don't provide a good experience, then they're going to just quit. And then you're ultimately not going to be helping them. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a really good way to put it. Jamie, while you're there, just pay attention. <laughs> Ask him that question. <laughs> yeah, but just pay attention to like, Sorry. do you do you feel it's a one way they're coaching you? Like, and that would be like very direct or military. Well, he's like in the L1, don't forget. Yeah, which is like you're saying, totally fine and very appropriate for that setting. They're teaching you how to coach new people. But like, imagine like barely though on your yeah, barely. They're teaching you the methodology. Like, yeah. by no means is the level one an area or a place for you to learn how to coach. That is something you're gonna have to outsource and do in the interim and get very comfortable coaching people and need time under your belt. I think the L two is where the coaching comes in. It's weird because I feel like the L one is like I don't know, like you want to be a, a level one athlete <laughs> or yeah. like. uh an rx athlete like you don't go do the l1 yeah <laughs> like you actually understand why you go to crossfit and why you do all that stuff and, why and that's kind of like why I, I was tying that to my new year's resolution of like i want to do better of like trying to teach members stuff from the l1 and then are you still on that resolution or yeah yeah with the games i've kind of like just or sorry the open coming up i've i haven't focused on it as much i'll wait till that's over because why because that now I'm like in a little bit of like a strategy, like competitive vibe. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Do you? Uh, <clears throat> well, to Jamie's question, I guess to answer that on my side, I w I would I would definitely do seminar staff if I had the option to. I think just to get the experience, but I don't know. I agree with you. I don't know how much I'd like it. I can't see you liking it. Yeah, I'd be too it's stuck to follow. Way rules. too rigid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that would frustrate you. Like I said, you're a visionary. Yeah, you don't and like, like rules. See, yeah, and like the people there are very much like the CrossFit level one manual says this, and this is the one and only way it could be done. Exactly. Yeah. You don't do well if I say, if I was like to you, Luke, here's your job. You're going to do it this, this way. Here's you your won't respond yeah. to that. If I want you to do something a certain way, and I was like your manager, but because I know you, I would be like, hey, Luke, I'm just going to have you follow me around. And like, you know, here's what I'm doing. Like, you know, how do you think that went? Like, what do you think I could do better there? And just kind of let you like see. Because you do a lot better when you see versus yeah, I, like someone gives you a fucking book. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that like, like here's the rule book, Luke. Recently. Yeah. Or yeah, do exactly. Here's a script. Do this. Yeah. Yeah. It like makes me think of like the gym. When I first moved here and we were following Cap and it was like, here's the lesson plans. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> just irk every time, like annoyed me. Or what? Or like with uh, when you first were GM at the gym and yeah. uh, Richard was just like, a... oh, we're doing this, this. Here's this thing. Read up on it. Yeah. Tuesdays are these warm ups that you got to do. You got to yeah. do running and a Kappa today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was always. Always a frustration. Or the static stretching one. Yeah, I hated those too. <laughs> uh, and I don't think I'd do it out of like any like arrogance or cockiness, but it does suck. It does suck. I was trying to find the StreamYard's link to send events, but... I sent it to him already. He didn't answer you? No. You have his location? Fucking guy's never uh, I used to, but then he like turns it off because he updates his phone oh yeah and he's like, in phoenixville looks like he is at melvin road 
Yeah, he's home. So. You got to be careful when you send those texts out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, crew. Ten, yeah, well, I guess we have control over the, the StreamYard link, which is good. Um, so what else is new with you, dude? You know, diverts. All right, let's talk about the hot take. Get back to it. Yeah. Do you hot feel take. like sports ta- sports gambling ruins sports? Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> I was just reading that this is the first Super Bowl that you can – bet on like the nfl has been against gambling on the nfl games and this is the first super bowl and it's like i I don't think anything will go wrong for this but it's like does that set them up for potential like corruption to start to seep in 100 which is what everybody's been talking about in general like when they're always like here's the script of the nfl and here's this and here's that how did that happen why would somebody make this play call because it's like well because they knew they wouldn't hit a fucking 70 yard field goal when they could have just they still had a minute left to get downfield and so on and their conversion on fourth down is so high but they decided to go for a field goal and miss it and then they lose the game or like when flags get called um it's like the script and i think that will 100 percent happen but you know why they're doing it because it's fucking billions of dollars for the NFL. that was what this article i was reading was saying like they just couldn't say the no money was money. too tempting it was too tempting yeah. at this point it was too high yeah i i just like would lose trust in in the whole sport as a, like everything like once gambling is involved like you said somebody with a lot of money comes in puts down fucking 100 million dollars on something and the person who's in charge of everything like the head coach gets an email hey man how about i, I give you this yacht that's $20 million plus this house. Plus I'm going to get you every year for the next, the rest of your life. You're going to get cash. Like every year you're going to get a million dollars in cash. Like you're set and your kids are going to go to Harvard and all of this stuff. <laughs> the coach is like, okay, here's the play calls we're running. And here's how <laughs> we're going to lose this game. I do think it is harder though for team sports. No, do you think to break it? Yeah, it's hard, but like when players, I think have respect for the coach. And like, like boxing's a little easier, yeah, I would think. hundred percent, one person. Yeah, which is where they're like betting at, like the the Logan Paul or Jake Paul when they're like, "Hey, yeah. knock this guy out." But I think those type of people go against the grain. Like they don't, they have, they're young and they have a lot of money already. They make money elsewhere. Like he wants to just win, so he doesn't give a fuck. I don't think that's my opinion. Maybe yeah. I'm completely wrong. Gaz, you can correct me. But it's also but, like, like to your point, we are talking about a lot of fucking money. Cause like yeah. a head coach already makes a lot of money. A lot, right? I'm assuming. I would imagine I don't think they make as much as like fucking Patrick Mahomes five hundred million dollar contract, but but they're uh they're probably I would imagine they're making upward a couple million dollars a year. Reed is one of the highest paid head coaches. Uh, Sean Payton makes 18 million. Sean, Sean McKay, Payton makes 18 million. million? The guy's Mike not Tomlin yet. makes 12.5 million a year. Yeah. Wow. That's a and lot Reed of Reed makes 40 million. Oh, well, I mean, my boy Andy's a winning coach. Yeah. But like, even when you hear, like, I don't want to divert from it, but he's like, yeah, he's just better at talking to people than some, some of these coaches. He's like very unemotional. He talks to his guys. Like you hear stories from Kelsey and he comes in and just tells him what's real. He <laughs> did good with the Eagles too. Like they loved him. Yeah. He didn't win a lot. Yeah. We always were eight and eight. So there was like a shift with the Eagles, but I don't know if that was because of Reed. Yeah. Hard to say. Yeah. 
Um, but no, I think gambling's bad. I think gambling is bad in general. I think the same thing will happen no matter what. Like when you go to Vegas and you're gambling on a card game, like that's just like you got you got fifty percent chance of winning money. Yeah. Like or gambling on like a slot machine. You're just putting money in and there's a fucking one in a thousand chance that you make money. And there's so many people doing it that each person spends a hundred bucks and throughout the night we'll say a thousand people go in. That's a lot of money and nobody won. And then all of a sudden after $20 million are rang up, one person wins a million dollars and it's like just constant profit. I am. I don't understand how sports betting works. I want to, I want to get like FanDuel or DraftKings and try it. Yeah, I don't get like, how do you it works bet either. on players, stats. I'm sure you could bet on anything, but I like think you bet on everything, like the spread of the game. Yeah. And then I think you'd bet on like, will Jalen have 250 yards of receiving or passing today? Will what will his percentage be? Like you can get down to the nitty gritty. Like, yeah. But the, like the way it works, it doesn't make sense. Like how to how do you make money? Like Rocco used to make a lot of money, or not a lot, but he would make a chunk of money on some things. Like, well, you just pick. You're like. It's all about the stakes you want to play, and if you pick the right pick, mm-hmm. like if you pick the Eagles and they're the underdog, and you put like I don't know, two hundred dollars, you could probably double your money. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But like in that instance, is betting two hundred dollars to make uh, two hundred dollars more worth it? Yeah. My question is, how does like the NFL, FanDuel, and DraftKings? I'm assuming they just take a cut I would of imagine, the winnings. Yeah, yeah. I, I would imagine, or like. When people bet and you lose, that money just goes elsewhere. Like the bookie, like does the bookie just take a cut? I, I would imagine. Like, right? Yeah. Imagine they somebody bets on like we'll use for the Super Bowl today. Travis Kelsey's gonna have four touchdowns. Yes or no? If he gets four touchdowns or more, and you put two hundred dollars in, you're gonna double your money. You get four hundred dollars, and then they divvy that out to everybody. But imagine he only gets three hundred or three touchdowns. Where does yeah. that money go? It doesn't go against the person that bet it against him. It just goes where. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, because yeah, other people are point. betting on like the Chiefs winning and with a spread of this, and I'm gonna guess the exact score. And like, people win more money because they guessed that and like bet on that. And we're yeah. like, um, uh, Brock Purdy's gonna have like in the second half, he's gonna have a bigger half, and he's gonna throw 300 yards, and he's gonna have three completions and whatnot. Like, I think yeah. that's how nitty gritty. I could be very wrong. Uh, I don't. So do next it. year I'm gonna get those apps and try it. <laughs> For football, I think. Well, the first Eagles game is in Brazil, dude. So yeah, we're going. Yeah, maybe we'll move to Brazil. <laughs> yeah, we ain't moving there. <clears throat> so that was kind of my hot take. I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, stuff, I agree with you. Yeah, CrossFit. What do you got for us today? CrossFit. Well, we got the Open coming up. We've talked and been drilling the game stuff a lot. Um, I guess I kind of want to stay on that and. Uh, I guess talk about some open stuff. Yeah, what do you got? What do you got on the open? Um, what are some good things that you think the open brings? Um, I think it gives us very good m- measurement of where you are. Um, for example, I've been doing CrossFit for eight or nine years. Done a lot of the open workouts. Like I'm a big like pusher. Like I love programming them. I love putting them in there. I love giving us benchmarks. Like I've done a lot of these open workouts plenty of times. We did one yesterday and I did not do as good as I did in the past. And it like gives me a really good understanding of like, okay, here's all the variables happening in my life versus what was going on in my life back then. 
I slept better. I didn't have a shoulder injury. I didn't just have uh, the flu or COVID. I uh, had a different job. I had. I'll agree stress. with you on that. Actually, I do think the open workouts are very well tailored tests. Yeah, like They're very, very good tests. Thought of. They're very mm-hmm. good. You can easily pull a stimulus out of them mm-hmm. and like make it more like a a workout day too, if you mm-hmm. wanted to. Well, and that's where I think so. Even if you don't redo it. There, it is so like exactly transversible, if that's a word, into everything else. Like, let's do last year's the deadlift, or not last year's, the year before that, the deadlifts and the burpees. Yeah. Like, that is one we could just pull up and you could be like, okay, well, in the open, I did this. I did 100 deadlifts and it took me X amount of time and I was able to do up until round eight unbroken. And today I wasn't able to even do three at 225. Yeah. So what the hell is the deal? And then you run through that list of like, where do I need to make changes in my life to make myself feel happy? Like, I think it just does a really good job with that. Yeah. Um, and the, and a lot of them are like that. And I think the cool thing is, is like the preservation of some of them. Like we, you've been programming a couple of really old ones, like 2011, 2012s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you look at them on paper and you're like, oh, 115 push press. That seems like super light for a push yeah. press nowadays. But then you do the workout and you're yeah. like, holy, my legs are just smoked. Yeah, like it was box, what, jumps, box jumps. Yeah. Push press bar. and toes of bar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I I would agree. They they stay they stay they're true to what they were tested for. Yeah. Um like some of the older ones it's like you're jumping to a 20-inch box like cuz that's just what they had everyone do. Yeah. Um and you're like, "Oh, that won't be a big deal. Like we've improved so much." But then you do it and you're like, "This is still a brutal workout." Yeah. Well, cuz it's in general that's the cool thing with the CrossFit stuff is like you can make anything hard. So like yeah, if somebody comes into your gym and they're like, the programming's too easy. It's like, no, you're just not pushing fucking hard enough. You want something where it's going to crush your soul because you can't lift the barbell. That's yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. But seven minutes of burpees, you can make miserable. Like, Actually, and that, that brings up, that's what I wanted to talk to you about with CrossFit too, was intensity. Mm-hmm. And, and I was having a conversation with somebody. It might've been on the phone, like selling it, but it's like, or no, maybe it was at the gym. But like, intensity is totally an athlete or yeah an athlete's thing right like as a coach how well are you really going to know if someone's being intense for that given day Mm -hmm. and i was talking about like like uh i think i was yeah i was talking to a member at the gym and i was like you know i'm not gonna know if you're sick feeling a little odd just going through some shit at work um like all the little things that happened that day like i'm not gonna know that like yes we have a relationship i'm gonna know some bigger picture things about your life but i'm not gonna know for the day and so if i don't know that stuff how can i i'm really not gonna know if you're giving me 80 percent of what you have that day or if you're giving me 20 Mm -hmm. but i think that's the issue like for any athlete out there you never want to just come in and give 20 you're you're just gonna hurt yourself in the long run yeah yeah. And that's, but such a wishy washy concept, right? Cause like, mm-hmm. yes, intensity is particular to that person on that given day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, maybe Luke's just got gotten over COVID. And so mm-hmm. his, he is being 80% intense, but, but that's to one. me, it looks like 20%. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's relative to one's physiological and physical capability in that moment. Yeah. Um, but to that point, also, I think to not pull away from it, but that's where coaching comes into play. Like yeah. a good coach and a not even a good coach, a great coach 
should be able to at least know their athletes and see that and know like, okay, you're only pushing 80 and needs to also know how to manage that issue or manage that relationship with said athlete. Like you need to go into a conversation and talk to them and make them feel or understand them a little bit more to then ultimately convince them to be like, Oh, okay, well, I'm going to push as hard as I can. I can't go overhead today. I'm going to do, I'm going to do front squats because of X, Y, and Z. And like, I feel really good about that decision now. Like, yeah. I feel confident. Like if somebody Seriously? goes in and is like, my shoulders hurt and you're like, like trying to figure out what to do and you don't have an answer and you can't convince them mentally that like, Hey, what we're doing is going to be beneficial. You failed as a yeah. coach. But you're, so you're saying like, all right, it's before the workout, we're warming up. Maybe we're hitting a specific workout or warm up. And then I see athlete B and I'm like, man, they're looking like 20% today. What's going on? Like, mm -hmm. I got to go up in there and kind of see like, all right, what's going on? Are they just being lazy today or are they like mm -hmm. going through something? Yeah. That's, and that's I think that, you and then try to adjust that, make a correction that they, they step it up. Yeah. And I, and I'm not an expert at this and I'm yeah, not good hard. at it. Like I'm still getting better, but I don't even think going to them and being like, Hey, you feeling okay today? That's a trap right, 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 because yeah, once yeah. you ask that question, now they're thinking in their head, they're not okay anymore. Yeah, yeah, you're right, man. Like I didn't sleep well last night. It's this, it's like, you need to know what's going on in said person's life. Like let's use football for an example, Nick Sirianni and then whoever coaches Jalen, the, the offensive coordinator and then the QB coach, whatever they have a coach for fucking everything. That guy probably knows exactly what he does every day in his life. If he has a girlfriend, if he has other hobbies, if he, <laughs> if he has a dog, if he has a kid, like Kelsey's a better example. If he comes in and he's fucking exhausted looking and something like that. It might be like, Hey, how are the kids, man? I'm sick. Shit. Right away. You know, okay. A, you're bringing sickness into all these guys in the field. B, you might be sick yourself. C, that's why you might be playing like shit. Your balance is off today. You might start to get sick. Like every little thing you need to know about. Um, and I think that's what separates like a great coach because it's a mental game. Like I can go yeah. in and be like, hey, Matt, how's your hip? Right away. Now you're like, I feel it now. Yeah, you just brought it to my attention. My Yeah, my, <laughs> my hips coming up. My heels aren't staying down. But how do you address that as a coach? Like what would you do different? What? Like just throwing you on the spot, I guess. After saying something like that, me and you, you're my coach. We're going through it. I'm doing pull-ups or pullovers, for example. Like we could be like, let's make it simple, pull-ups. What are you <laughs> going to do differently as a coach to help push me to improve my intensity as an athlete? Like what would you tell me? As an athlete. So can you do pull-ups? Mm -hmm. like yeah, what are you me. trying to say you know you? me yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have well, a you, got a, you got a shoulder issue yeah so instead of coming up and tapping my shoulder i want you to think of something right now that you could do different i could just take you off pull-ups okay what's that going to do for me as an athlete help you be a little more intense but how are you going to do that how are you going to convince that that's the hard part yeah so what would you do in especially this someone like you yeah so like what would you do in this instance because because I've been trying this with a couple people right now, and I'll share mine, but I want to hear yours. Yeah. I got to so think on it. You're a tough one, dude. <laughs> well, and then choose anybody. Like, I've had people say to me, like, I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to go 20% today because I don't feel good. My job as the coach is in the beginning at the whiteboard and as the general warm up is going on to identify people that might not be themselves today, essentially, or like, Hey, you, uh, you know, people's injuries, they're going to tell you if their shoulder hurts. You just got to remember that stuff and like, keep it in your mind. So maybe it's like, yeah, but there's a fine line. Cause there are, 
Like I'll use you as an example. Like there's probably things that you feel like you can do, but you probably shouldn't do. I agree. Until you get some more answers on your So here's my thought. Issue. Why not as the coach? And like Cross said as a whole, what if we went up and said to people like, as we're going through pull-ups, let them do their fucking thing. Let them go there. Let them jump on the bar and then be like, hey, I want you to come try this over here. Like throw them on the GHD machine for the first time. Yeah. Try these out. And I want you to go faster and faster and faster and faster and be like, hey, I think this would be really good. Like do this today. Like, I think it'd be really cool for you to try something new. Yeah. You're not going to get RX on it, but like, it's going to allow you to push harder on the deadlifts because now we're not frying your shoulder. Let's come back to that RX thing. Cause I want to talk about that too, in relation to this. Mm-hmm. but also like to your 20% thing. I think that's the, that's the hard part and the crux of what I was trying to talk about. It's like, I think 90% of the people in the gym don't push intensity relative to their physiological and physical needs. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of them really use that as a scapegoat and it's yeah. to your point, right? Like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't ask you about your shoulder every day. Yeah. Instead, just be like, maybe not even tell somebody what to do, but I'm thinking like, what if I paint the picture or give them the tools to just be like, hey, the priority is intensity. Always. Always. Because that is how, like yesterday's workout, for (laughs) example, I could have gone 95 pounds. The pain was not there. The, The strength from me not doing that at a good mechanics for months now a year yeah has really paid dividends like 75 pounds yesterday was a good number i probably could have gone lighter probably could have gone 65 pounds and would have gotten i might have finished the workout then and that's probably what i should have done yeah i was thinking about this when i was doing teaching the class so we were talking about open 20.1 it's very simple 10 rounds for time of eight ground overhead at 95, 65 and 10 bar facing burpees. And so for most of the open workouts, I've been letting people treat them like open workouts. Like, Hey, if you want this to be like your RX, like, don't worry about stimulus. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to get a workout in, like, let's talk to me. I'll talk to you about stimulus. And like, yeah, I agree with you for that one. Put something on the bar. You could always do unbroken ground mm-hmm. overhead, whatever it is, snatch, mm-hmm. clean and jerk. doesn't matter. Like I, I literally was like, I could probably have Caleb and Jim just do an empty barbell. And what will happen, you can make it not be unbroken by just pushing them harder on the burpees, but it will allow them at that weight to push harder on the burpees. Yeah. And like, and that's what that workout comes down to. Yeah. Is the burpees. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think it comes down to that in most workouts though. It's just like, where am I slowing down and where can I like, again, like people with the shoulder injuries, like. Uh, let's use the example. Let's use wall balls and pull-ups. You're going to slow down at some point because you're going to be like, I do it all the time. I'm like, oh, fucking thing hurts. And like grabbing it, trying to like loosen it. And it just 90% of the time, it just feels fatigued. And I'm not saying do this every day. Like maybe like Friday's workout was simple. It was something where it was like, try these new things. You're going to push. You're going to be out of breath. You're going to do isometrics. You're going to try new things. Then the five other days you're in here, don't irritate the shoulder. Yeah. Like push intensity on other things. So if it's a wall ball and deadlift day, don't do the wall balls. 
because your shoulder is going to get taxed on the deadlifts. I'd rather you push the intensity everywhere rather than like you going slower and slower and slower because you can't hold on to the deadlift bar. Yeah. It's like to your point, everyone out there listening is intensity is the priority. So like to Luke's point, like if you're, if you're over there and you're like, I'm going to do handstand pushups, but my shoulder has been bothering me or my wrist has been bothering me. And it's like, you're doing handstand pushups, specific warm up already. Like wrist is bothering you. It's getting tight. Like don't go into the workout thinking, all right, I'm going to do one handstand pushup, rest, shake my wrist, stretch it a little bit, do another one and like eat up time. Cause yeah, then you're just going slow and you're just not going to get results. It's not yeah. worth it. Yeah. Like it's better yeah, people. You. A lot of people can work around the injury by slowing down, mm-hmm. but it's like, you got to realize you're hurting. Yeah. Just don't do it. That's <laughs> the difference. Just- like your, your fitness will continue to go up if you can decrease injury time, like for the shoulder, I think I, I did pull up or ring rows the day and sit-ups the day we did uh, the running Cindy. Like yeah. I ref- like refused to get up there for 20 minutes and do pull-ups and push-ups or like going elevated push-ups. Like I could have done them, but what that in that moment, it wasn't worth it. It was like, yeah. I can, in I can keep intensity high, continue to try to build my lungs because in reality, like stamina and cardiovascular endurance play hand in hand. Yeah. If you don't have those two and like, I'm not going to be able to build stamina with blown shoulder. Um, yeah. I was going to say something else and it slipped my mind. It was I also was thinking for that. you, I need to get, I thought I had this thought later and now that I had some time to reflect, but I, I think for you, I need to recommend more single arm stuff. Yeah. Like single arm ring rows. Yeah. Single arm dumbbell presses. Yeah. So I agree. What your one shoulder is still your semi-good shoulder is still getting something that maybe it'll help you other side. Yeah. I even think like, uh, as Bertie would call them interventions, right? Like a hey, pull-up day. And I did this the other day. And like, the funny thing is it didn't work the way I want it to, because people were like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. It was like, Hey, if you're doing pull-ups, you have fucking great shoulders and you're good at kipping, go over to this part of the room. Anybody else who has in the last six months said they have a shoulder problem, come over to the wall. And we went through like bandit things where you were working on getting the lats engaged, getting on the subscapular engaged. And we did some other stuff and they all kind of just stared at me. (laughs) And like, it was the intervention. It was like, Hey, these are tools that I'm teaching you now that you can use in the future to like get your shoulder warm up or when your shoulder is bothering you or when it's not feeling correct, like get things moving the right way again. And repetition i think is just what cures the mind yeah um like if you start to do things really poorly all the time and again that's the point that's why coaches are there yeah like how many times have you seen people not do what you wanted them to do (laughs) a lot (laughs) and then every time you try to slow them down how's that go um that's the other end of the coin that we're talking about Yeah. yeah yeah that's where it's like dude you're you're definitely being intense but you're too intense everything's falling apart yeah you're back to risk an injury have you ever had the issue where it's like all right you got a group on the rowers and it's like we're a thousand meters in already on the workout they just did a shit ton of pull-ups and running and now we're on the rower again boom their hips are coming forward they're yeah. they're letting their knees go before everything and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. And you go over and you try and coach them and they just don't stop they're just going <laughs> and like i sometimes i'm like i literally like time out time out time out stop freeze and they just don't do it yeah. And they just keep ripping and ripping. <laughs> and then they finish and they're like, I'll do it next round. And it's like, no, pulse. Yeah. That is part of intensity. The nice thing about the rower for me is it's easy because I just jam my foot on the rail and you have no choice. <laughs> but to your point, you can't do that like on a barbell movement because yeah. you're you're going to 
probably get yourself hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Like the only thing you do would be like get in there and just hold the barbell on the ground and be like, stop for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but part of intensity in my mind is like it, you break the point. That's like threshold training, right? Once your mechanics break down, you're in a bad spot. But I think also the intensity portion is you need to, as the athlete, you need to be able to understand how you're moving in space. And if you're not moving correctly, intensity is decreased because you are not as maximal with power. You are not driving as hard as you can on the rubber. Heart rate does not mean intensity. Yeah. Like maximum heart rate is not intensity. That's also not what we're saying. We're not anything. It's not. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying intensity equals full out power. We're not saying every (laughs) CrossFit workout is a hundred percent. We're saying like in more intense than where I am right now. And that might be a back squat, one rep max. Like I want you to fight coming out of the hole for at least seven seconds. And we're only doing it three times. You're going to get seven minutes of rest. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite is on a heavy day. We're getting three minutes of rest. That's way too much. It's like, well, you're not heavy enough. Yeah. You're not pushing hard enough. You're not fighting to drive your knees out more. Maybe you're standing up and you're bouncing out of the bottom. Don't bounce today. Make it harder. Every time I do a heavy day, three minutes is not enough. Never. And Never. it always goes by so fast. And, and that's all we have time for sometimes. And like yeah. some of those days, well, I mean, it's, like, an, it's technically enough. I mean, you're, you're still in the first yeah, phase. Technically enough, a hundred percent. It's definitely technically enough, but like for you to push maximum, sometimes I need five minutes. If I'm doing, yeah. if you want me to do like that squat day that we had the other day, if I felt really good, I would have needed four four minutes. I would have yeah. done two something, 275 and I would have needed a lot of downtime. Yeah. And then you coach the class and you watch them and they're like, it's speed squats and then they're done and they're just like, they look bored and it's like, well, you're kind of doing this to yourself. (laughs) Well, the part there and like anybody listening that does go to the gym, not talking about bad about you. That's our fault. We're not painting a good enough picture to make you understand or know why. I think not, we always say this at work, like knowledge is power. Whether you're buying our software now or not, just talk to us, look at it. Like, I'm part of a team where I need you to explore it. And that's the same thing as CrossFit. Just explore it. Yeah. And I was thinking about doing that in the builds, the build phases for these heavy days of like, let's get something on the bar that maybe you fail. We're just Mm -hmm. in the build phase anyway. It's not going to ruin your whole workout. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, like you did with the sandbags the other day. Like try a weight right now that you're, you're good. You maybe you'll get today. Fucking awesome. You never did. You did the 150. So that tells me two things. You can 100% do a barbell heavier. You're yeah. just afraid of it. But now you just did a really heavy sandbag and it's going to build the confidence. Which reminds me, I think of the, our gym's got a, a deficit in odd objects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really bad. Yeah, uh, I think it's a fear. I don't think it's anything else than just being afraid of like hurting their back or something else. Yeah. And the crazy part is like, it is more transversal, like transversible into your real life like yeah. a dog food bag oh, yeah. is yeah. 50 pounds yeah. like when i used to buy the chicken scratch it was 50 pounds to pick it up was the same exact way as a as i say i didn't grab it and rip it with my fingers i would get <laughs> under it pick it up and put it on my shoulder yeah all right we're at an hour before we wrap up i did want to talk about one more thing crossfit yeah. related and this goes to injury and this is something that i feel like is kind of a bummer and that is like when you're injured, you fall into this scaled category, which kind of sucks because it's out of your control, I guess, in my opinion. Like, like um, 
like we have a member who has a hip replacement. So like the less impact stuff they can do on the hip, the longer it will last before they need surgery again. Mm -hmm. But it's like running, for example, they can never run. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, I've kind of a bummer. Like every time we have a running wad, they have to mark scaled, even though like maybe it was a barbell and they could do the weight there. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, should that just be considered RX? And a hundred percent. Yeah. I think it should be considered RX because it's like an adaptive category at that point. (laughs) It's like, if I had the energy or not even the energy, just the know-how of like, that's programming for one person. But if I were to program reality, this maybe we've talked about this. If I were to program a perfect world, I would have an RX category. I would have my master's category for the, the people in there that should not have to like <laughs> sit back and be like, yeah. oh, for me to do RX today, I'm 65 years old. It's like, yeah, there's a category for you. That is RX for you. And then I would have a category for anybody under the age of 18, probably like the open. If I was programming yeah. and I'd be like, hey, adapt the people. You got shoulder, like, like a day that I don't go overhead. Should I be marking that as scaled or be like, I did something because I have an injury that is RX still. I did single arm instead of all of my back and forth alternating. I did all left arm. Is that RX? Yeah, I would think so. I would think so too, but I'm not identified as an adaptive athlete. To your point, it should be like, hey, no, if it's a running day, maybe you always row and that's what you pick. Always rowing. Like yeah. Anytime you're subbing run, don't pick and choose different machines. Be like, I'm always going to row on running days. That's when, then I would be like, and you, you market RX, yeah. like pick somebody that you know, as an athlete that you are very similar to. And then that's the distance you're going to go every time. Maybe it's yeah. an odd number. Maybe it's like 470 meters. And that is your running RX number for the rower. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. It's like, but it's going to be, it would obviously be hard. Cause you know, there's true injury and then there's like you know i'm injured for a couple days kind of thing because it's just a soreness well yeah and that's a different that's what i mean like you have to identify as the injury like yeah would i identify like until i had surgery on this yeah i would not identify as the adaptive athlete i would be like okay i'm gonna scale it because i can go overhead some days should i be no yeah like even with your hip like some days you can squat clean 225. Other days you can't even squat clean 135. Would yeah. you consider yourself RX still? No. Yeah. It's like it is not a legitimate reason why you can't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I swear that we could talk about this next episode. We should just talk about like, is RX good or bad? Yeah, we could go through that. I'm always in the next back segment. and forth on that. <laughs> and then the rest, we're going to talk identity. I think that's a yeah. good segue too. Ken brought that up to me the other day. So I think that'd be a good one. Talk it would it'd layer in next week. We'll layer into exactly what we talked about. How you identify. I like it. All right, dude. GG's. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Chat. See, don't forget, subscribe on YouTube. Yeah. Spotify. All of it. You gotta, you know, you go on Spotify. You can rewatch it. You can listen to it. You don't have to watch it live. We still have it out there on other platforms, okay? One of my takeaways for our listeners is why don't one of you make it a goal to get on the live show? Don't forget, this is live. Yeah. We're allowed in here. We want call-ins. Call myself. Click the link. Yeah, call ourselves. If you don't want to like, Discord us, we'll throw you in. Yeah. You don't have to show your fucking face, Gaz. Yeah, Gaz. 8.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, usually. Book yeah. it on your calendars. All right. Back to work tomorrow. See you, dude. <laughs>